And so, Almighty Father, we give you thanks and praise for the privilege of being alive and being gathered into your house this day, for the privilege of health and strength and time that you have given to us so that we may yet impact our generation. Blessed be your name as we go through your word. It is your word. Be a teacher in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Our topic is passing through life's challenges. A very apt topic in a time such as this. And our lesson was taken from Habakkuk chapter 3, 17 to 19. Indeed, that portion of Habakkuk summarizes the message. It speaks about the shaking that comes from trials in chapter 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vine, and the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no head in the stalls. That is life's challenge clearly stated in scriptures. You know the song, Me, I know, go suffer. Hallelujah. The song is correct. Because Baba God is the owner of everything. So we shall not suffer. Amen. That is the end of the story. But in between the beginning and the end, there are many scenes of life. You will suffer. Amen. But you will overcome. Hallelujah. If you look at that verse 17, it brings out every aspect of life that can be subjected to darkness. You know, when the covenant with God, God said, as long as the earth remains, Satan and other time shall not, uh, shall not, don't expect day, there will be night. The issue is, when the night comes, will you be able to go through? That is the question. And so, as you look at that verse 17, it says that the fig may not blossom. The fig tree is still there, but it didn't flower. Maybe you had unexpected failures in your life. I found the gate by my left in the family house in the village. I said, all those pear trees, and when they came in, did any of them fruit? He said, no. And I was very sad. Praise the Lord. You may have unexpected failure. You may be in professional exams. I know what MB is going on now. You may be in business transactions. You may be in the issues of life. Unexpected failure. 
the fig tree has failed to blossom. Then he goes on, he says, Neither shall fruit be in the vine. And whenever the Bible talks of vine, it speaks of joy. And so a situation has arisen in your life that joy has ceased and dried. Or the labors of oil shall fail. There is spiritual failure. You have been praying for something. You have been battling spiritually. You have been praying for the sick. Or you are sick. And it appears there is no answer. Or the fields shall not yield bits. There is famine in the land. Or the flocks shall be cut off from the fold. This time it is not just that there is failure of progress. The flock is cut off. You know the herdsmen, if you kill their cow, they will come after you. Praise the Lord. Or if they ever think that you want to kill their cow, they will kill you first. Because they see their life attached to it. And so there is business collapse. Unemployment. Or you have been dismissed from your work. Praise the Lord. All these are the challenges that come unto men. But as you begin to read the other verses of the lesson, you find that the solution is not where we think it is. He says that he will sing praises to God. In the midst of that disaster, he will sing what? Praises to God. Praise the Lord. We shall look briefly because each of these sections of this message can be a message on his own. These challenges. What are they really? And what are the objectives? What brings them about? You listened to the prophecy. The prophecy concerning Nigeria. It's a challenge. And if you listen carefully to the prophecy, you will see what brought it about. It says that the light went dim, and so darkness overtook the light. That is the summary of what you heard in that prophecy. And who is the light? The church. We went dim, and darkness has overtaken the light. Have you ever seen darkness putting out light until light itself decides to put itself uh, off? Hallelujah. And when the prophecy was saying, was being said, I told myself, indeed, this is the truth. We shall see why challenges come and how we ought to overcome them. I will just use one case study. 
And that case study will help us to understand and unravel the issues of challenges. And that is found in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 10. 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 10. A very important issue happened to the nation of Israel. They were at war. War was brought into their border. Just like the headsmen have brought war to us. Hallelujah. Boko Haram has brought war to us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that, shall, that, we, that we may fight together. Verse 11. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Verse 16. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself forty days. For forty days, God tormented the armies of Israel. That is exactly what we are seeing now. The army was there armed and looked helpless. We all look helpless in the search that we are passing through at this time. And many people think that the best solution to this problem is to acquire arms. Hallelujah. If you are going to acquire arms, you better find machine guns. Hallelujah. If you are going to acquire arms, you better parade all the bushes, the corners that are dark day and night. Because this is not conventional warfare. This is a war that is at the discretion of the person that decides to attack you. He has no location. He has no address. Hallelujah. And so, but this one, in the case of Goliath, he had an address. And he had a location. But he was the typical example of a challenge. And if you look very carefully, in verse 24, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, and we are so afraid. Praise the Lord. I said that this man was a classic example of what you call challenge. A challenge usually begins as an obstacle to your progress. An undesirable intervention in your life. And then as you watch it, it grows into a mountain. And that mountain declares itself insurmountable. 
It tells you, look, you cannot overcome me. It strikes fear into your hearts. Each time you look at that mountain, the only thing it produces is fear, uncertainty, doubts, hopelessness, despair. And it continues to whisper into your ears and intensifies that message. You cannot overcome me. Then it sets its brother. Because when fear has taken grip of you, you will naturally look for solution. It sets its brother and tells you there is no hope in God. But the devil may help. Praise the Lord. That is life's challenge. It will show you the satanic bypasses. And woe betide you if you succumb to its luring. And so the pillars of a challenge are fear. The statement that there is no way in God. And finally, the introduction of a satanic bypass. We will deal with this when we come to how to overcome the challenges of life. Praise the Lord. Why do challenges come? Challenges come because they are natural and common to all men. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. Matthew 7 24 says, Therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon the house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. 26. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and does them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Praise the Lord. If you look at the challenges that occurred to the wise man's house, and that which occurred to the foolish man's house, they were identical. So challenges come in life, whether you are wise or unwise, whether you are godly or ungodly, whether you are pious or you have a distraint for God. Challenges, they do come to all men. In First Peter chapter 4 verse 12, Peter wrote, Behold, think it all strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happens unto you. He was speaking to the church. Don't be, don't always think when you enter challenge, that it has come to you because you have committed a sin. Praise the Lord. We will look at other causes of challenge though. Because one statement can never really deal with every challenge of life. Challenges may be divinely ordained. God proposes it in his heart that it will visit you. Hallelujah. 
I hope you will welcome him when the visitor comes. In Judges chapter 3, there was a clear statement of God concerning the children of Israel. And he said, Now these are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel by them. Even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan. Verse 2. Uh, chapter, uh, chapter 3 verse 2. Only that the generation of the children of Israel might know to teach them war. At least such as before knew nothing thereof. So in this case, God left challenges so that he will use those challenges to teach the children of Israel what? We say, God, you are a man of a... God is a man of a... His children should be men of what? <laughs> Hallelujah. Men of sleep. Praise the Lord. You know when God looks at some of us, he, he, he really wants to send us to Boko Haram territory. I am telling you the honest truth. And when he didn't know how to bring, send us to Boko Haram, he sent us Boko Haram. So that Boko Haram will enter into our what? Territory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you the truth. What is happening to Nigeria now is good for the church. If it doesn't happen, this entity you call the church will die. It is already dying. It is like an injection that a doctor gives. Do you know the kind of injection I'm talking about? The one that ha whose base is oil. When you take injection that has a base that is oil, you will know what will happen to your buttocks. Hallelujah. So that is the kind of injection that we're experiencing. And all of us are shouting. If Men, few of them are tormenting us. Imagine what will happen when the storm begins and there is an organized plan to exterminate. And that's where we were going to. Praise the Lord. But there is hope. I said there is hope. There is good news. And it has already started. Praise the Lord. And so God kept these people to teach Israel war. And in James chapter 1 verse 2, James takes another approach. And he says, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse uh, devotions. And what do you teach it? Count it joy. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. I don't know. People usually think that patience means waiting. No. There are two types of waiting. I was once somewhere and we were all waiting in the queue. Um, a man got very angry with the situation. 
and charged and went into verbal abuse to insult the people who caused him to wait. Hallelujah. He didn't stop him from waiting. But he was waiting as a man who was not waiting. Praise the Lord. So that is waiting. Staying until your turn. But there is a waiting that God wants in us. The waiting of patience. And what does he speak about? It is that waiting that expects God to intervene. And quietly continues to expect it until it does happen. Praise the Lord. So patience is what God wants to bring up at times. Because patience summarizes Christian character. When patience is perfect, has a perfect work, you will be made perfect. God sends trouble your way to school you in patience. Praise the Lord. I hope you will still like God after this. Challenges come so that they will open the door for God to intervene in your situation. Nobody receives a miracle without a challenge. Hallelujah. No trial, no testimony. And so God allows challenges to come your way because he wants to bring a testimony. Praise the Lord. And this was very clear in the book of Exodus chapter 6. God had sent Moses, go and talk to the Pharaoh. And when Moses went and talked to the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh said, you people are idle. Therefore, I will deal with you. Praise the Lord. But in Exodus 6, 1, God said something very unique. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now shall you see what I will do to Pharaoh. Hallelujah. You people want God to intervene in Nigeria? There must be trial. Eh? Then you will see what God will do to Nigeria. Praise the Lord. How many of us want him to kill all the herdsmen? Let there be a wave offering to the Lord. Oh, you know how that kill? Is it true you want you want them to kill you? You don't want them to God to kill them. Praise the Lord. Let me give you a testimony before I continue. Recently, the Anglican Communion moved a bishop from his diocese and appointed him bishop to Fulani Hetzman and established a diocese, an evangelical diocese for him that has no address. A bishop is now a bishop to who? 
cattle herdsmen, not the Fulanese in cities, but cattle herdsmen. Praise the Lord. And he came for the last synod. And after introducing himself, they projected his, he says his problem is fund. They have sent him to the war field, like the Afro soldiers, and counted the number of bullets they will fight with. Says his only problem now is fun. There are times when they convert these headsmen and bring them to the city. Those headsmen want to see good life. And they can't help them. So after standing a while, they go back to the bush. And even when they are ministering in the bush, that they lack resources to bring in things like electricity there. Solar energy. And after he had made this passionate plea, and they brought the account number and flashed it on the board. I thought there would be a great zeal amongst us to support them. Praise the Lord. But there was muted response. Today, I am inviting you to be part of that war. Praise the Lord. I quietly copied that number. And sent them my first fruits. God will never intervene until something happens. How did you think a royal bishop will leave his bishopric to go and be wandering around the bush if there was no crisis? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm inviting us to be part of that work. It is easy to get the details from the Diocese of Enugu. Hallelujah. And so, God was telling Moses, look, I will do to defend something. But with a strong hand, he will let you go. And with a strong hand, he will drive you out of his land. Fulanese brought Islam to Nigeria. Fulanese will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They will do the reverse of what they bought. All those people they killed, they will carry their cross and their ministry. Verse 2. God spoke to Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob with the name God Almighty. God that provides. Elohim, the Lord, my provider. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. I didn't reveal to them Jehovah. Because Jehovah speaks of judgments. There was no issue of judgments. In their time. Abraham dwelt like a tenant all his life in a land that was promised him. But the time had come for God to judge and to take over. And so there was need for a challenge to arise. Praise the Lord. Challenges come to perfect God's work. The church in Jerusalem, they were having good fellowship. I told you that this church, at times, God will shake the church a little bit. 
so that one fruit will drop here, another fruit will drop there. And when that fruit goes there, it will be planted there and begin to do something. Praise the Lord. So when the shakings come, let your heart not be troubled. It is for good. Hallelujah. And so God decided to perfect his work. And what did he do? He sent Stephen to argue with somebody. And from the argument, Stephen was captured and brought to judgment. And not only that Stephen was being judged for declaring Jesus, he suddenly saw a vision. And heaven opened. And angels were climbing up and back towards uh, Jesus Christ. Stephen didn't need to tell his vision. Praise the Lord. But for some, for some reasons, God made him say it. And immediately he said it. Israel They have heard a terrible thing. And they stoned him. Praise the Lord. In verse 19, persecution arose. And the good fellowship in the church stopped. And the people scattered. They went to different lands. And in verse 21 of that chapter 11 of Acts, the Bible says, And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed and taught to who? The Lord. Praise the Lord. If they remained in Jerusalem, that great number, would they have believed? Would they have turned to the Lord? So there was need to scatter them. Praise the Lord. I have said glorious things about challenges. But challenges can also come from the devil. Praise the Lord. They can come straight from the kingdom of uh, hell. And they do not come to you because you are unrighteous. In fact, the more righteous you are, the more you are disturbing hell, the more the devil will be scheming and waiting for an opportunity to strike at you. In Daniel chapter 10, the man Daniel was praying for revival. In Daniel 10, 12, God sent an angel to him with a very clear message and an instruction that should encourage us as we pass through the present challenge in this country. Then said unto him, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou, thou didst set your heart to understand and Chasting thyself before the Lord, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. From the first day you started praying, heaven heard you. Daniel prayed for many days, like many Christians prayed during the election, and heaven heard us. Praise the Lord, and returned Buhari as president. Are you happy? Hallelujah. Rejoice. Verse 13. Verse 10. 
But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Twenty-one days you were fasting and praying. And heaven did not talk. Neither by vision or dream. Or by any change in the situation of the land. For many of us, we have stopped praying since we already became presidents. In fact, we have told God he has failed us. Hallelujah. Imagine if Daniel has stopped praying on the 20th day. You will imagine what would have happened to him. Lord, but Lord, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But Lord, Michael, one of the chief prince, princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the king, kings of Persia. And now I am come to give thee understanding of what shall befall thy people in the later days. For yet the vision is for many days. Praise the Lord. The vision concerning the Fulanese is for many days. But the right steps at last we have started taking. Praise the Lord. We have started taking it. Let me tell you the truth. Most of those Fulanese that are butchering people are not Muslims. They are simply being used. Hallelujah. We can reach them. They are reachable. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Travelers result from our wrong choices in life. There are certain trials that come because you have made wrong choices. And I will give you a biblical example. In the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 27, verse 8. Especially when God has spoken to you concerning a thing. And because of your impatience, you begin to dumble into your own solutions. It will lead you to trial. And so when the message is clear, or even if it is not clear, and you make a wrong choice, a wrong, every choice you make in life leads to an end. If a choice is right, it leads to glory. If a choice is wrong, it leads to trial. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 27 verse 8. They were taking Paul on his voyage to Rome. And if you know the man Paul, for a very long time he had desired to go to Rome. But he didn't know that God will answer that desire, not the way he thought. He wanted to go to Rome and evangelize Rome. So that he will have some disciples also in there. Rome, praise the Lord. He was expected to go to Rome as a free man, but God sent him to Rome as a priester. And it is good that Paul went there as a priester. Because if he didn't go to Rome as a prisoner, more than a third of the New Testament would not have been written. Praise the Lord. And so, so Paul was on the voyage to Rome, and we meet what happened on that voyage in chapter 27, verse 8. 
And pressing hardly, uh, and hardly passing it, came to a place that is called Fair Heavens. A place that was near the city of Lysen. Now when a lot of time had been spent, and selling had become dangerous, Paul admonished them. He said, Sir, I perceive that this journey will be, will, will be with hurts and much damage, not only to the contents, but also the sheep and our, and our lives. However, the centurion believed the master and owner of the sheep more than those things which Paul had spoken. Because the harbor they were in was not commodious for, for winter. There was a day I was coming back from work and I was feeling very sleepy. And one man told me, why not stop this can somewhere and sleep a bit and then continue the journey. And I said, no, I will manage. Praise the Lord. And the more I managed, the more sleepy I was becoming. Until I had by the side of my the glass of the car. And lo and behold, I had run into a trailer that was packed on his own. And that glass was it. And sleep departed from my eyes permanently. Hallelujah. Wrong choices. If you are driving and you feel sleepy, find the nearest police station. Park and take one minute. Uh, praise the Lord. I learned that lesson that day. It doesn't happen anymore. Praise the Lord. So that harbor was not commodious. And so the St. Paul, his advice looked like advice of Onyaya Isiadero. Praise the Lord. Verse 27, chapter 27, verse 13. When the south wind blew softly, supposing they had obtained their purpose, they loosened there and sailed towards Crete. Because Crete had a beautiful harbor. Praise the Lord. Many a times we've been waiting on God for concerning something. We are beginning to be frustrated. And the devil suddenly gives us a, a way of escape. And we jump into it. Praise the Lord. It's a very common thing that happens to people who want to marry. It's not coming. And then one unbeliever comes. And you jump ship. Or even if it's a Christian that is not designed for you. Praise the Lord. You You just jump that ship. And initially things may seem to be good. I once treated a girl. She married for one year. She was a Christian on campus. And got married to this boy. And immediately they finished wedding. Room number one. This room downstairs you must not enter. Room number two. You must not give birth to a baby boy. Anyway, let me cut that story short. Because it's a long story. She violated it by bringing the first child as a baby boy. And when that boy was about one, one and a half years, that boy ran into that room unwittingly. And the father heard his voice in the room and came in there and beat the devil into him. 
Praise the Lord. And the woman heard the child screaming. And she didn't know when she ran into the room. And so the man kicked both mother and child out of the house. She left the house in nightgown. And that is how the story of the marriage ended. And so, at times, you may think you have achieved your purpose and the wind is blowing nicely. Be sure God is inside that wind. Begin to pray again. Because in verse 14 of that chapter 27, but no longer there arose against it a treacherous wind. A wind that kept to tear apart and destroy the sheep. Challenges come from wrong decisions in life. I will quickly run through overcoming or pressing through them. Now that I'm settled that we understand how they arise. The first way of overcoming challenges is to have the right attitude. Praise the Lord. In fact, if you have the right attitude, there is no challenge that will swallow you. It will come and you will see its end. Hallelujah. In Numbers 14, 21, The Bible says, But as surely as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. That is God speaking. So even now your challenge will be filled what? With the glory of the Lord. The situation you see that is frightening you will be filled with what? The glory of the Lord. Full of the earthmen will preach the gospel. It is only then that we would have avenged the blood that they shed. Hallelujah. Numbers 14.22 Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swore to their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it, but my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit with him, and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land, wherever he went, and his seed shall possess it. Do you want to overcome challenge? Have the right attitude. Praise the Lord. Know that there is a way of escape. Whenever there is a challenge, there is what? A way of escape. I have told you the way of escape concerning Catholic men. It's not buying guns. It's not even vigilante. It is going to preach the gospel to them. Don't be surprised. When we do it effectively, God will arise and put an ambushment amongst them and cause confusion amongst their leaders. We are just being called to wake up, to do our duty, to bring light to darkness, to the uttermost ends of the earth, to lighten it. First Corinthians 10.13 says, 
There has no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who when you suffer, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able? But will with the temptation also make a way of uh, that you may be able to bear it. Praise the Lord. There is no escape. Look. You see these headsmen? They are just criminals. The war in Afghanistan, has it ended? America is now negotiating with the Taliban. Mighty America. With all the Air Force and equipment. They can't defeat men that are carrying AK-47. Such wars don't end. So there is no human solution to this problem. The solution must come from Jehovah. He will reveal, we have known him as Elohim. And that's why we always run to him for prosperity. Now he will come down as uh, Jehovah. Praise the Lord. And when he comes down as Jehovah, ah, but we have to bring him. Even the Igbos, Manani, Tiputa, Nukumowe, Tiputa. When we were children, they told us that the way they bring out Odogwanyame is to go to an ant hole and put an egg there and break it. And once you break it, Odogwanyame, Hallelujah. And Tiputa, Mowe, Tiputa. And so God will not just come and present himself as Jehovah when we are busy sleeping. If we do so, be warned, North Africa was a Christian nation. Praise the Lord. Jesus in John chapter 14 verse 6 says something. He says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way. Many of us think that when you hear I am the way, it means the way to salvation alone. Yes, it is the way to salvation and salvation means salvation from everything. For your soul and for your situation. I am the way. Hallelujah. When a problem tells you there is no way, tell a problem that Jesus is the Catholic Jesus is the but you will hear the gospel first. Hallelujah. Jesus is the way. I will go back to my case study, and I will end there. And that is in the book of First Samuel, chapter seventeen, verse forty. The challenge of the nation of Israel by the man Goliath. A little boy David arose and said, "I will deal with this challenge." The principles that David used in dealing with that challenge gives us the full recipe for how to deal with challenges of life. I will read as quickly as I can and I will just end there. Praise the Lord. Verse 40. He took his staff in his hands and he chose five smooth stones out of his of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had even in a strip and a sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. Praise the Lord. He took Jesus, the word of God, 
from the bed of the stream and put it in his back. If we want to win our challenges, we must take Jesus from the Bible and put it into our hearts. Number one. Then he went towards the Philistine. You don't win challenges by running away from them. You win challenges by confronting challenges. And the Philistine drew near unto David and the man that bore his shield went before him. I don't want to talk about the Philistine because I'm not interested in him. Praise the Lord. But the Philistine came to David and abused him. Now listen to what David said in 1 Samuel 17.45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with sword, AK-47, and spear, knife, and shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. When they kill a priest, what have they done? They have put their eyes, hands into the eyes of God. Whether that priest is born again, or is not born again, he is sitting on the seat of Jesus. They have simply stuck their eyes there, and told the church, what will you do? Praise the Lord. Verse 46, This day, Will the Lord deliver you into my hands? And I will smite you. David didn't have sword though. I will take your head from you. He didn't have sword though. I will give the, the carcass to the host of the, of the host of the Philistines. That's the carcass of all these Philistine armies this day to the fowls of the air and to the white beasts of the earth. And all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel. You have to make God proud for God to for God to come on your behalf and make you proud. Church, wake up. Arise. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with the sword and spare. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. The solution is the Lord's. Instead of dealing with the solution, we are busy frightening one another on social media. And even when somebody says pray, everybody will arise and mock that person. We cannot be defeat an asymmetrical war by bullets. It has never happened in history. Neither will it happen this time. It is an asymmetrical war. Praise the Lord. Those who are students of history will hear of that general called Delores, I think it's Delores. Lawrence of Arabia. And how he humiliated great armies that were mightier than him. In an asymmetrical war, you beat the enemy by other means. Praise the Lord. And so that was how David overcame the Philistine army. Exactly as he said the Lord would do. Why did David overcome? 
That is the last thing we shall discuss. David was a little boy. He came to Saul. And once he came to Saul, in verse 33, Saul told him, in that 1733, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. You can't overcome him. That's what the Fulani headsmen are telling us. You people cannot, we will dip Quran in the ocean. Ah, see? The guests of hell shall not. Praise the Lord. But you are the one who will stop him from prevailing. Make one day in a week to pray for this nation. Praise the Lord. If I do so, the Lord will hear our cry. But there is something I want to give as a general advice, and it is from that case study. It may not be Boko Haram a national problem, it may be your personal problem. Because we face more challenges in our personal lives than even the national life. We usually think government should deal with that of the national. Well, in our personal life, there are challenges. Praise the Lord. Look at this recipe for dealing with challenges in your own life. In verse 34. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a, a, a bear. And took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out against him and smote him and delivered him out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beards and smote him and slew him. Praise the Lord. So when he told Saul about the lion and told Saul about the deer, it was very clear to Saul that this child was not a child. Praise the Lord. It is clear that you are not a child when you learn how to fight with God. Praise the Lord. Verse 38. And so armed David with his armor and put a helmet of brass upon his head. And also he armed him with a coat of mail. Saul immediately agreed that David will win and put useless armor on him. And of course we know what David told him. Praise the Lord. Have a book of testimonies. Keep a book of testimonies. You want to go far with God? Keep a diary of your testimonies. The small headache God healed yesterday is what will strengthen you to pass your exam. The small job opportunity that God gave to you when all doors seemed locked and you were, they just said, look, be a casual worker, we'll pay you 5,000. Came out of prayer. That is what will lead you to work in Central Bank. But you have to keep a book of testimonies. Because those testimonies will strengthen you when the storm is very strong. Finally, 
be allowed in the spirit. If you must overcome storms and challenges of life, be sensitive to what God is speaking. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be alert in the spirit by prayer and supplication. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. If you want to be an overcomer, be a man and a woman of prayer. And receive the peace of God when it comes. Many of us reject the peace of God because our focus is on the trouble. And in order to be able to wait patiently through a storm, Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good reports, if there be any virtue, if there be anything of praise, think on this. Your thought life must be hidden in the word of God. I have said a lot. And the summary of all I have said is that Jesus is the way. He is the way of escape. From every challenge in life. These days, amongst young people, Satan has so polluted the dark environment of their growth. Um, some of them take sniper as a solution to the problems of life. And do you know what happens to them? They move from challenge into hellfire. They exit the physical challenge and enter into the dungeon of hell where they will burn forever. And so who is the winner? Who is the winner? He puts a little bottleneck for you so that you will feel frustrated. So that he will steal your soul. And Destroy it forever. But Jesus is the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Are you going through challenges? It's not a time to run away from fellowship. To stop going to church. That's not the right attitude. It's a time to get close to God. When I used to have challenge in school, I went into fast even during exams. And one day I was revising. And I revised everything that will come out in the exams the next day. Praise the Lord. It didn't happen once. It didn't happen twice. Challenge is not the time for you to say, God, I am on sabbatical. It is the time to seek the Lord. 
But will you seek a God you do not know? You have to have a covenant with him to be able to call upon him. You must know him. He will not hear your prayers even if you are crying. When Esau was crying and crying and lamenting that his brother had taken his uh, nothing was given to him. So you seek him now before the challenge comes. You will know him now. So that you will know where to get him to solve your problem on the day of challenge. And the beginning of the journey is to enter into a blood covenant with him. We all know and in traditional society that the strongest covenant is blood. Okay? You, at least you watch it in Nollywood uh, drama. And indeed, the strongest covenant is blood. Because blood contains the life of a, a person. And Jesus has poured out his own blood for you. And he demands now that you pour your own. But this one, he doesn't want you to die. He wants you to give him that life that is inside your blood. So that you will be a living sacrifice. Growing up in the village, I saw two types of sacrifice that pagans do. One, they kill and sprinkle the blood on the altar. The other one is that they dedicate it to the altar and allow it to roam the town. There was this particular cow they call a few more. If it comes into your house, you cannot kill it. And it's so big and violent. It will roll up the place until finally it will go. The day you kill a few more, the village will descend on you. A few more is a living sacrifice. Praise the Lord. Somebody once told me the story of a man who said, this thing is rubbish, he killed the thing, I ate the thing very well. And then disaster visited the family for many generations. Praise the Lord. Whether it's true or false, directly related or indirectly, I don't know. But I know that those things are demonized. And if you are not strong enough to cast out that demon, you better go your way. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But Jesus wants you to be a living sacrifice. Imagine you. If a few more cannot be killed, when you covenant your life to Christ, does anybody have right to kill you? Let us pray. And so, mighty Father, I pray for this, your people. That even as you sent understanding to Daniel, so you will give to your own. And as we pass through life's challenges, we shall press to the mark of victory. And your name shall be glorified. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen.